0: Welcome to Refocus On You, the podcast that takes you through a spiritual journey of overcoming the battles and gaining the victories in your life by incorporating the eight fundamentals of health. Connect with us online at refocusonyou.com. That's refocus on the letter U dot com. Or connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash refocusonyou. Now, sit back, rest, relax, refocus, renew, relive, and trust in God completely. Here is your host, Melinda P., and co host, Dr. E.
1: Well, hello, hello, hello. It's another blessed Wednesday. I'm over here singing, It's Me, It's Me, It's Me, Oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. I am Melinda P, your host, and welcome to another episode of the Refocus on You podcast. Refocus on you,
2: refocus on you, refocus on you. Refocus on you, refocus on you, refocus. On you. refocus, on you. refocus, on you. refocus. lay refocus on you refocus on you refocus on you refocus on you when my mind gets tell me how to put it on again tell me how to put it on again tell me how to put it on again refocus on you let's
1: get real about this i want to send out special thank you hugs to all my myositis sisters, and let me tell you, they are some powerful women who have powerful stories. I love you, ladies. Now, while I am in my thank you mode, I must give a shout out to my new audio guy, Brian. Only God introduced us because he has been on the grind in helping me finalize these recordings. And last but not least... Gus to give a shout out to my photographer and his new bride, Mr. and Mrs. Nuncio. Congratulations. Congratulations, newlyweds. Now, hurry up with that honeymoon so we can get back to work. (laughs) All right. But you know, really, folks, sometimes we forget how important it is to say thank you to people who, you know, love and care about us. Thank you to the people who helped us in some kind of way or, or someone that was there for you. So please don't forget to say thank you to someone today. So I'm here bringing you episode six. And we have got a lot to cover. My road dog, Dr. E, is out on the grind, taking care of business, but will be joining us soon, probably in the next, not the next episode, or no, actually, I take that back. She will probably be joining us in the next episode. We'll see. We'll see. But, you know, let's do something different. Let's let's do something a little bit different. We're going to take an early Five minutes so I can refresh my tea and grab my Snuggie blanket. Because when we come back, we're going to go deep. I mean, deep. I mean, you think if you think the story stops when the male doctors gave me the diagnosis? Mm. I must say, with all the setbacks and distractions I have had in the last week, it is truly obvious. The devil doesn't want me to tell this story.
0: Stick around. More with Melinda P. and Dr. E. is on the way. Refocus on You will be right back.
2: son this is my son this is my son hair him Hear him. Hear him God's message God. Mercy, a God of tenderness, a forgiving God. The devil didn't want me to tell you that God is also a God of anger, a God of rage, a God of justice, a jealous God. You see, the devil didn't want me to tell you that, but I told you anyhow. It's where your knees will drop If your name ain't found in the book of life You're cast into the lake of fire Second death That's right. It's painful, it ain't easy Burning for eternity in the burning flames Should've called on his name Now you in pain Lost in the fizzings Over the ain't The devil don't want you to hear me
0: with us online at refocusonyou.com That's refocus on the letter u.com Once again here are Melinda P and Dr E.
1: Yes, yes, we're back and I like that. The devil doesn't want me to tell this story. Ooh, so true, so true. But you know what? God does. And we know our Heavenly Father always has the last word. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. You're listening to the Refocus on You podcast on envision-radio.com. All right, are we ready? Let's go. So, last week we ended where in March 2007, the doctors gave me the diagnosis. And if you missed last week, the diagnosis was polymyositis with anti synthetase syndrome and interstitial lung disease. It's a rare autoimmune disease that doctors don't really know how this debilitating disease came about. But I remember after they told me what I had, I was so overjoyed because finally I had a diagnosis. I mean, can you imagine having symptoms that take you away from work for a year where you're sick all the time and the doctors respond back by saying, uh, you know, it's probably in your head or, you know, we don't see anything. Oh my goodness. They do all kinds of tests on you, but nothing shows out of the ordinary. You begin to doubt yourself. And that's what was happening to me. It was a year of getting nowhere. So when the doctor gave me the diagnosis, Oh, you better believe I was excited and relieved. But then he proceeded to say with this disease you tested positive for a particular antibody called PL-12. In other words, he was saying I was going to have a short lifespan. He also said that People with interstitial lung disease usually don't live past seven years. Mercy. My entire life seemed to flash before my eyes. And within minutes, my joy turned into sorrow. I said to myself, this can't be. I mean, yes, I wanted answers to what I was going through. But I wanted that diagnosis to be simple. You know, take this drug and it will go away. That's what I wanted to hear. Nobody wants to hear you have a terminal illness and you have seven years left of life. No, no, no. I can't accept that. And so I was determined to prove that they had made a mistake, and that this diagnosis was not acceptable. I started to change my diet, exercise, spend more time with God. Each day, I got stronger and stronger. By then I had already been working a new job and was transferred to Scott Air Force Base. belleville illinois then years later i had met the love of my life and married him (laughs) shout out to my hubby (laughs) but i had shown great improvement managing my disease which began to limit my flare-ups to once a year yes to see the light at the end of a dark tunnel. Life was great. I was eating a good diet. I was getting my rest. I thought I was cured. So I began to let my guards down. I remember one of my doctor appointments, a pulmonary doctor, reminded me that I needed to start exercising or I would find myself on oxygen sooner than I wanted it to be huh. I took his comments lightly I said sure doc yeah of course no problem I yeah I did I started going to the gym and it was also around that same time when God had spoke to me and said he needed for me to tell my story I was like ah, I can't do that Lord I I, I can't do that We talked about this, God. Plus, I'm feeling good and I'm doing well. Why do I need to say anything, God? Can't we just keep this between you and me? Oh, Lord, I'm not ready. And so as time went on, I began to revisit old habits. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You know, the habit, you know, of when the doctor tells you to avoid certain foods or start making simple lifestyle changes that will give you an optimal life. You, you agree to it. But then the hustle and bustle of the busyness of the day today starts to get in the way. Soon, the workload for me was piling up, causing me to work late nights. I was in school, full-time working on my master's degree, and I was that type of person that couldn't say no. Oh, the job needed me to do this. Family needed me to do that. The church needs me to do this. School. Needs me to do that. It was a constant cycle because I was the fixer. And eventually my relationship began to wane with God. Yes, I had went back to old habits of not taking care of myself. My diet consisted of way too much sugar processed and fried foods. I was eating late, staying up past midnight, not drinking enough water, and surely slacking on the exercise regimen. Can anyone relate? And by 2011, sure enough, I had to go on oxygen. that from then on every year I would have some type of major flare-up where my muscles would be inflamed and I would have paralysis throughout the entire body. I remember my husband and my sister Brandy would stress telling me how all that I was doing was not worth it and how I needed to focus on my health Those words were very true, but all I could think about was building up my retirement nest. 2016, my husband and I had just come off of a holiday cruise in January, this time. I was experiencing again the shortness of breath, the severe cough, I went to my local doctor and he said, I think the lung disease is out of remission. I said, no, that's, that's impossible. I went to get a second opinion from my pulmonary doctor at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. But even he said, the lung disease has come out of remission. No! No, no. I said to myself, I've got to get a handle on this. So I called my cousin, Pastor Ray Everett. And I traveled to Michigan so that he could anoint me. And on my way to Michigan, I begged God. I said, please, Lord, please don't let this disease come out. I promise, I promise, Lord, I'll follow you and do what you want me to do. After being anointed again, oh, yeah, I felt better. It was like I had my life back. But folks, we should know better than to make promises to God. I mean, after all, Ecclesiastes 5 Verse five says, it is better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it. And I had made way too many promises that I had not kept with God. And so later in the year of 2016, I was selected for a promotion to work for the Navy in Corona, California, and was given about two months to relocate. I began to get settled into the job, forgetting about the promises I had made to God. Six months later, I was rushed to Loma Linda Hospital emergency room. You know, the usual, cough couldn't breathe, fatigue, but this time it was different. Two weeks went by and they were still doing all kinds of tests, and then one day the doctor came in and said, I need to talk to you. He had went and closed the door. He said, it looks like you have swine flu and pneumonia in the left lung. He said, but I'm more concerned about something else we saw. He said, you know, your lungs are really bad. And I giggled. (laughs) I said, I know. I have a lung disease. He said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. The lung disease is progressing so fast. You have about three years left of life if you're lucky. You're down to about less than 25% of total lung capacity. Then he said that they were going to have to transfer my case to UCLA immediately so that I could be put on the lung transplant list. Wow. Seemed like... In a blink of an eye, I was going to have a double lung transplant in order to survive. As he left the room, I remember turning my face to the wall, crying to God. I knew being disobedient was going to cost me, but not this much. I figured it was my punishment. I was like a little kid who had gotten caught for misbehaving, and now I had to face being punished. Oh, I didn't feel worthy enough to go back to God and ask him to heal me. How could he accept this broken child? I had swayed away too many times, taking God for granted. And so I cried and cried and cried and cried until I had fallen asleep. The next morning, something so amazing had happened. Jesus had wiped away my tears and said, my child, I will give you another chance but this time I will make you accountable. After hearing from God, I see the burden that was in my heart was replaced with joy. The Holy Spirit began to teach me the importance of obedience. And if I was to live a long life with a terminal illness I would have to obey God's instructions without deviation, for this was a matter of life or death. I began to read the book of James, and in chapter 1, verse 5, it says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. And so right there in the hospital, I laid before God all my imperfections and shortcomings later that evening. I went back to God and asked him, what must I do to live a blessed life? and healthy life. Lord, is it possible that I can live a good long life with a terminal disease? Please, Father, tell me what must I do to gain favor from you? All right, folks. We are out of time. Join me next week. You are in for a treat as Dr. E paddles her boat to the shore. I want to thank you so much for spending this half an hour with me. If you want to send me a message or have questions regarding our shows, you can email me at P. At refocusonyou.com or visit my website at www.refocusonyou.com. Before I dip out, I want to leave you with a writing on the wall that was reported by Daniel Hans in God on the Witness Stand. It said, I believe in the sun even when it does not shine. I believe in love, even when it is not given. I believe in God, even when He is silent. Folks, until we meet again, I love you.
0: Thank you for joining us and listening to the Refocus podcast on EnvisionRadio.com. If you would like to send us an email, contact MelindaP at RefocusOnU.com or visit the Refocus website at www.refocusonyou.com That's Refocus on the letter U.com. And while you're there, grab a Refocus on You coffee mug and sit back and rest. Relax, refocus, renew, and relive.